When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, my talkers, it is hump day and the sun is out and shining right now. And it's going to get even brighter for the next hour because Lori and Julia, who is back from Las Vegas, are here to bring you guys some good entertainment on this hump hump day. Okay, can I just say one thing? Yes. So by the time I got home from the airport last night, there were 10 minutes left in the Minnesota Timberwolves Grizzly game. Oh, God. It was 99 to 90. Mm-hmm. We lost. How? We How? had an 11-point lead in the fourth quarter How? again. Uh, How? I, it's just It was so bad. It's It's one of those things where it's so bad but so good. They're both playing... Really well and really yeah. bad at the same time. Both teams and anything a, can happen. I it was a bummer, but I did play spots in Vegas, so I just Ooh. want you to know if you're going to Vegas to play, play spots on the Super Bowl. Yeah, my kids, one year Grant, they just said, "Mom, place a bet on the Cleveland Browns." They hadn't won a game forever, and they did as a joke, but I thought they were real and knew some inside information. Yeah, so I've did that, but I placed a bet on the Vikings, twenty dollars to win the Super Bowl. You might as well have just thrown it up in the air and set it on fire. Glory. But yeah. if they do win... Oh, you're going to get big. My boys and I can split yeah. $1,022. Right. Then I placed a bet on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win oh, for $20. Dollars. You get nothing, like 100 bucks. Yeah. At the most. Higher this, odds. Yeah. But it was just kind of funny. Um, you didn't make any bets for them. You just did your bets did for my, fun for yeah, you. Yeah, just for funny. Yeah, um, good. That's good. Try and keep track of that ticket now, well, just in case. Well, here's what I know. Well, here's what I know because I had to get a Caesars, you know, player's card mm-hmm. to sign up for. Um, if you have that, Caesars, I bought it as Caesars Sportsbook. Mm-hmm. And the tickets are thermal. So you have to keep the thermal paper out of heat and light. So they want you to put it in an envelope somewhere yep. because it whitens it, yep. and you yes. would lose the numbers. Yeah, yeah that's right. that because I bought it so far in Same advance. Same way with the Powerball. Ticket. That gather mm-hmm. a five dollar mm-hmm. tip telling me all that extra information. Mm-hmm. Look at the Las Vegas tips coming out. Ah, left you and right. know it. You know it. You can drink in in, in the back of a cab. That's right. <laughs> Which I would have never thought you'd be able to do. So that's cool. Yeah, we've always done it, but never asked for permission, and now it's okay. <laughs> I think they would have told us. Otherwise. I know. I think you're right. Think that's right. Well, we've, we've always... been in limos, Larry. We're so used to traveling yeah, that way. Wink, 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 wink. Oh, wink. good for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wink, wink, wink. Um, okay, by the way, um, uh, last night was the Minnesota Book Awards. Yes. And it was in person this year after two years of virtual ceremonies. This they honor Minnesota authors in poetry, children's literature, middle grade, a young adult, memoir, general nonfiction, and the genre fiction category is sponsored by McAllister College. These are the four nominations, and I'll tell you who the winner was. Insurrection by Tom Combs. 
Lightning Strike by William Kent Kruger. Loved. The Stolen Hours by Alan Eskins. Loved. Had him on. Life's Too Short by Abby Jimenez. Yes. Guess who wins? Abby Jimenez won. Uh that in that I, that category I am so she so was congrats. like thrilled and she was, was just, just on last yeah. week for her latest book her books are great her books are great but she was up against tough competition yeah, there because Alan life's Hopkins. too short romantic comedy you know sometimes just like in movies and books you know that d- doesn't get its props right. but um it was at the Ordway Center for the Performing Arts last night, and she, I don't think, was there. I she think was in Houston at a book, a book signing because signing, I for the follow her on Insta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh, anyway, really I just cool. wanted to just uh, tell you that. And then also to let you know that over the weekend, Steve Sack, the Pulitzer Prize winning editorial cartoonist for the Star Tribune, Retired. thank you and farewell. It's been a wonderful 42 years. He is retiring and he wishes he was able to offer a farewell cartoon but he's been away for hand surgery carpal tunnel surgery i didn't know this i thought this was really moving and then if you read uh gillespie's um steve zach will be greatly missed i loved and scott gillespie you know i worked with him at the twin cities reader all those years ago oh wow yeah he's the editorial page editor yeah 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 Hmm. Yeah, he wrote a lovely story about him. And what was the advice when he first got hired? Because they only said one thing to him about his um, cartoons. Like your had, your job, he said. My job description is to read the paper, crack a joke, draw a picture, and turn it in. Yep. And he Simple really could put. It. I mean, that sounds way easier. He was. He's, oh yeah, he's he's he was amazing. He was He said he got a lot of hate mail. He got a lot, a lot of love mail. And he wished he could have drawn him, but he did use a drawing that he did for his book, the one, the first and only book of sacks, and it's him inside of a paper bag, like a lunch bag, <laughs> sketching a cartoon. So anyway, he's going to be missed very, very much so. But you know what? It means an opportunity for a young editorial uh, cartoon artist. You know, that's got to be how often does that job come up? Well, how many papers still employ? Well, there is even a little. Are we going to refill this or not? I I hope so. Mm -hmm. I certainly hope so. Um, They can use cartoons from around the country. But I think that the Star Tribune with um, the good hearty subscriptions that people get for the Sunday paper they mm-hmm. can afford it and the online thing i buy it online I yeah just, yeah I pay please know. let us have a cartoonist yeah. don't let us be the 14th market and not have our a, a cartoon for this esteemed newspaper glenn okay. taylor are you listening uh-huh <laughs> doesn't he own it yeah yes. he was yeah i think he does i he know does. he owns a lot of the buildings but yeah yeah he, he does so Still, anyway yeah. i wanted because we've enjoyed him we've i meant to send it to you because i read it on the plane right yeah. out there yeah Yeah, anyway, all right, listen, it is time for Random Thoughts with Julia. We'll be right back. Julia's Random Thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Okay, there's just, this is a quick one. You know, Lizzo's concert at Excel was announced last week, which is very exciting, October 11th. And the tickets go on sale Friday? Yes. Okay. Um, But today is her uh, birthday. She was at Craig's last night. Go Lizzo! It's your birthday with a with, a, with her date, this guy she's yes. dating. Good looking gentleman, yeah. good looking guy. And so, um, you know how Excel always buys a special piece of art or oh. something local to give to the people who are performing there. Yes. 
They, along with Live Nation, commissioned a Twin Cities-based visual artist, Reggie LaFleur, to paint an amazing mural featuring the cover art from her new album special. So it's an 8x10 mural, and tonight it's going to be featured tonight and tomorrow night at the Minnesota Wild Games. Oh, cool. But then it's going to be at Lush, Jason's Restaurant, on May 7th. So oh, it's going to be a traveling mural. Nice. Which I thought was and really... And then they'll give it to her when she plays yes. here. Yes, and it's going to travel around the She's Twin gonna Cities. She's going to love that. Isn't that cool? So That's awesome. Love that. If you're heading out to Lush. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was kind of fun. Okay, um, other things that are happening. Are we, are we going to get tickets for that? I feel like we, yeah, yeah, we, we need want them. to. Yeah, we're it's a Tuesday night, October 11th. I know we're free. What date was Chris Stapleton? That was September. October, uh, October 7th, 7th, maybe. Yes, October so 7th. it's three yep. days later. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that's a fun wow. One. I already have those tickets. I, oh, dear. All right, here we go. Is this a good idea or a bad idea? A woman opened up an auto repair shop with a nail salon on site. In theory, it sounds like it would be a good idea, but no, it's two different worlds. They're colliding, and um, it's like Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. It's just doomed to not work. All right. But, like, just one question. I know we don't do yeah. follow-ups. not follow-up. No. But, like, I know Lily goes to take her car to get, you know, yeah. oil change. That is in it, the theory part, she's got it the, sounds right. Yeah, yeah. So I think if... You're right, though, but not a lot of how many girls. You're right. I just don't know if you're going to get the clientele. You're mixing. Yeah. You're trying right. to make a. It seems good right away, but you're right. It seems good, good in theory, but. Yeah, I'm okay. with you. All right. Yeah. Just like Amber and Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. That's where I'll end it there. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is this a good idea or not to travel with um, pouches of gold hidden in your rectum? Uh, no, this is a terrible idea. Did it's, you guys know this yesterday? No, no. but it sounds uncomfortable, and oh. I'm wondering why. is. Can you not it, bring gold you into You can a travel with gold. Okay. So a gentleman. Why can't you just pack your bullion in your suitcase? Exactly. Or your carry-on? Maybe can you only travel with $10,000 worth he, of gold? Yeah, well, here's the deal. He had $40,000 uh, of gold hidden underneath his toupee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In his rectum. Wow. And um, while it's not illegal to travel with gold, travelers are required to declare the quantity and pay taxes mm, on it. There you so go. So this gentleman. Taxes. Mm-hmm. Lovely. I really, you know, if you even like have it. to poop in that feeling, can you imagine having <laughs> that feeling constantly with bags of cocaine Hello, or gold I'm thinking about bottom? how suspicious your toupee would look with all that gold <laughs> on top of your head. <laughs> I Looks mean. like gold member from Austin mm, Powers. Right, oh, it, that man. would be some high poofy hair. That's what got him busted. Like, what is that guy <laughs> got was, under his hair? Was suspicious, not of how he was walking. It was about his yeah, hair. Yeah, it was appeared. about the hair. Yeah. The hair got him. Um, <laughs> there is, I think you guys might have read this in the newspaper, but there's a 13-year-old boy from Minnesota that just completed his Ph.D., Oh, yeah, he just graduated yeah. from the U. That's he's right. 13, is he a physicist? He's a physics. His name is Elliot Tanner. He's a yeah, fourth-year El- physics major. Yeah, I've actually met Elliot a couple times. Where? He, over at our sister station across the hall when I worked for them, he came over when he got when he got his first degree. Jeez. Four years ago, we came in and interviewed him because he was like a young Sheldon, you know? Yes, and yes. He was just, he is a ball of fire and just socially awesome like just this yeah. kid was great on the radio with well, us Well, i hope he changes the world yeah i do too i am so sick of these billionaires i'm bored with zuckerberg yes. bored with bezos bored with musk there i would go. like a young young person to just really change the world damn it yes do you know the song 
um, ACDC's Thunderstruck? Probably if I hear it. Grant, can you find it? Because yeah. Oh, yeah. Thun. Yeah. Thun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll get it for you. Because I know it when we hear yeah. it. We I probably mean, oh, yeah, you do. But it is the most expensive song to license for movies, what? TV shows, and video games. It cost $500,000 to use in the movie Varsity Blues, which came out more than 20 years ago. Oh, wow. Okay. So do you got it, Grant? Absolutely. That is the most expensive song. And this is, I, I thought, why. I don't know. It usually it costs, and this is kind of interesting, fifth, between 15000 and 60000 to license a song for a movie. Yeah. A TV show or a video game. But well, all that the range song, must have a very good budget because oh, they've no got shit. an eclectic killer soundtrack. <laughs> Yesterday we played Angel in the Morning, Juice Newton. I forgot how oh, much yeah. I love that song. Oh. Don't call me Angel in the Morning. That's been in so many shows and Juice, TVs, Juice, Juice Newton. Newton. That's a blast in the past. And Grant pointed out on <laughs> Deadpool, oh, yeah. a bunch of young people got turned on to that. And but yeah, Outer Range is spending some money because they've got a real eclectic they mix a, of music. And on I love that having show. the closed captioning on, so now I know what those songs were in yeah. those words that we've known forever. Well, they you can find it when it's when a show has a good soundtrack. They. They they issue the soundtrack. Well, Little Big but Lies has the big best lies. That's true. Yeah, From Little Big Lies. It isn't Little no, Big Lies. No, it's Big Little Lies. <laughs> the best soundtrack. <laughs> I love that. All right, what year is that? Juice Newton. I don't know. Seventeen eighty-three. No, is it I don't know when it is. I'll look it up here. Oh my gosh! But it's great, and you know Noah Reed, Pat Patrick from S Creek. He's making that sandwich and singing that song. Yes. And I'm like going, how do I know that yes. song? And yes. then this is when you get to the I chorus. Never, I, I, oh, glory. Yeah, I know. That it. was just, I watched it last night. All right. All right. So only two states have ever, have never not had, never had a temperature over 100 degrees. What are they? Um, I'm going to say uh, Alaska. Well, Alaska's a dumb one, yep. But you're okay. going to guess this one because you heard it on a different show. I did? Mm. I don't know. No, I didn't. Um, Maine. Hawaii. Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah. Because Hawaii. it's so t- humid? Temperate. It's temperate. No, no, it's it's the same, always the same. Same. Pretty much really? same. Pretty much same. Year round. They've never been above never 100. Never been above 100. Isn't mm. that kind of a wild one? That is a surprise. That would be one you could bet someone. By um, the way, 81. It was, was 81. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did we do aerobics to that? Did I wear a leg ramp? <laughs> no, but you might have oh. danced to that. You might have made out in a car to that. No, Lord, I wasn't making out yet. Oh, Julia. No, I was still behind the game. I was behind <laughs> yeah, one, really? Huh? Kind of still had a big L on my forehead. <laughs> All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, put it on sweaters and had it on my ass. <laughs> you just... Oh, this, I love it. Honesty. This, it's awesome. You should have had more swagger. I didn't have it, Lori. No, I didn't have get swagger, swagger until mm. I was in a little bit into my 20s. No, Brittany and I were talking about that the other day. It must have been Monday when you were gone. It mm-hmm. came up during Sex Monday. And I just said, we both just agreed. Like, it, it, it's, it, was, it was good to have been a young woman who was highly aware of your sexual attraction to others and you just had a 360 view of whatever you wanted yeah i didn't have that until my mid-20s yeah i mean it was like really you were just like i we are in charge you had a 360 i had like a five degree view yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i i can only see out of the little dots in my glasses i see nothing right and and just like not my thing even about like the time when i was 36 and the 22 year old Mm -hmm. and his friends hated me and stuff we we didn't want to talk i didn't want to talk to him i wanted to do like three things with him that was it and you know uh yeah kind of kind of a fun thing so yeah we both basically agreed that if you start dating when you're older, and by older we mean fifty plus, you can never catch up to what you dated, like eighteen to sure, you know, okay, thirty five or whatever age you settled down. For me, it was thirty seven before right. I settled down. You just have so after many more. you met and married my brother in three months. By the way, that's right, Julia, because I knew from having the three sixty view. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey. When you know, you know. No, and I didn't want to get married. I mean, he really was talked me into it, and he was such a good talker, and I liked everything about him. I listened to him. <laughs> it was such a good talker. He's like, you know, the kids, the kids will be with their mom every other weekend, and I work 10 nights a week at the Pharaoh, so really it'll be almost like you're single, and I actually <laughs> bought it. You told me that, Julia. Yeah. The, Dude, math, gonna have the math works. The math works. <laughs> I have the math with Lily now because she's a night nurse, so right? I, I have the math now, right. too. I get three, four days a week where it's it, me and me only. It's <laughs> kind of nice, yes. you know? Yes. And when you're used to it and you like that and, yeah. you know, you know, it makes you a happier person. It makes it you want to works. see the other person, yeah, too. Exactly. Separation is good. All right, listen, we had two LoJ book clubs in a row, you guys. We've got a really, really hot book. Uh, hot One book. of Us is Dead is the name of it. We'll be right back. Thanks for hanging out with us. Well, we are delighted. We always love having um, wonderful authors and, and meeting new authors on. This is our first experience with this author, although we're going to quickly go back and read your other books. But we're welcoming Geneva Rose with us. And maybe you read her book, The Perfect Marriage, but the book that we just have finished is One of Us is Dead. And damn it, Geneva, what a good story. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. This, okay, so. So, I mean, before you give us an explanation, yes. do you agree with, because I think I read this in one of the um, one of the things, reviews on, on your book, Big Little Lies Meets the Real Housewives. Yes, I agree with those comps. Yeah, it really, because we'll give people the setup of the book so we can bring people in and what we're talking about with your book, One of Us is Dead. 
Okay, so One of Us is Dead is about a southern uh, salon owner who gets entangled in the lives of her elite wealthy clients. And when one of them ends up dead, it's only her and her accumulation of town gossip that can help the police solve the murder. Well, in in what I, you know, this is, so you're, we're living in this opulent society in Buckhead. Buckhead, Atlanta. Atlanta. Which one time, Geneva, Julia and I got to stay at the Ritz-Carlton Buckhead, and my God, did we like that place. That's amazing. Was it accurate the way I described it? Oh, very, very much, much so. It was very, the women, it felt there was, it, we're just Minnesota girls. I don't know why there was an intimidation kind of a little bit with, we're like, these women are so glamorous. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Big time. how did you get the idea for, you know, opulence, sex, betrayal, buckhead? Where did the story come from? Well, the initial story itself about like a salon came about when I was um, sitting in a salon chair back in Wisconsin and I was talking to my hairstylist and she mentioned something that she had previously or I had previously told her that was personal. And I was like, wait, I told you that. I can't believe I told you that. And she replied, yes, you would not believe the things that people say when they're sitting in this chair. And I was like, light bulb moment. I had never read a thriller with a salon setting and it just that setting evokes conversation and gossip. And then I thought a hairstylist or a salon owner at the center of it would be perfect. And then I kind of put it in an opulent society so it could be, I don't know, more dramatic. Mm-hmm. And I, be more dramatic with wealth. It, it is such a great read. It's such, oh I, I, I read it on the airplane last night coming back from Vegas. I just love, love, love this book. But so it's told, which is a great way to tell stories as a storyteller, from all these different versions of the women. Four different Crystal, women. Crystal. Olivia, Jenny, Shannon, and Catherine. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Karen, well, Karen, excuse me, Karen. Mm-hmm. Was it hard for you when you're writing to keep them straight, or did you kind of jot down what each of the women's characteristics were going to be? Because it's so entwined, it's so juicy, it's such a good read. Um, so I spent a lot of time finessing that to make sure, like readers would not be confused with the multiple points of view. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think kind of giving them their own titles, like uh, Olivia is the social climber who will do anything to anything. get power. And Shannon's the ex-wife, the scorned ex-wife. Yes. And Crystal's the younger new wife. So kind of giving them them titles, I think that's what's made it easy for readers to follow along and not be confused. It was so easy to follow around. I'm, I'm just thinking for you when you're writing it, how much fun was that? Oh, I had a blast writing this. I actually had so much fun writing this. So I'm always like, I just hope people have as much fun reading it as I did writing it. Because these characters are just very colorful and fun to write with all like the snarky dialogue and the backstabbing. So it's unbelievable. It is. And the sex and um, yeah, you you are really a clever storyteller. And like I said, at the beginning of our show, we had not read... Any of your um, other books, we have not read The Perfect Marriage. And this book, One of Us is Dead, is just a great... We appreciate that, you know, we we got to meet you and have you on, because I think your book just came out, right? Uh, yeah, yesterday. Yeah. I'm currently on tour right now, so... Where, where how, are you? Yeah, where are you, and how's that going? Uh, it's going really well. The first event was last night. It was a really great turnout. Um, I was in Orlando yesterday, and I'm in Houston now, and I have another event tonight. Are people happy to be back out and seen? Because we haven't been able to see, we haven't had an author on our show or come in town in two years, you know. So, 
Yeah, but I mean, we have people over the phone. But what are people? What were people? Were they excited to have a actual book event to go to and see you? See you? Yeah, they were very, very excited and very grateful that I was in Orlando. They're like, "How did this get picked?" And I was like, "I don't know." My publisher set it up. I just show up to the places. <laughs> right. But yeah, it was really. It was great. Everyone's really excited to, you know, get back to in-person events. Mm -hmm. And and so, you know, this is your third novel. Um, You're originally from Wisconsin, so cheers, Midwestern girl. (laughs) Are you a Packer fan? Uh, Well, I live in Chicago. I'm okay. I'm also a Packer fan and a Bears fan. I was raised a Bears fan, but my husband's a Packers fan, and he cares way more. Then then you give in to that. Geneva, (laughs) you win every way you look at it this way. (laughs) See, this is the kind of a sports fan I am. Yeah, I'm like, whatever. I just want everyone on the field to have fun. (laughs) Right. Okay, so this book is One of Us is Dead. It's just a juicy, fun um, read for everybody. It's a thriller, and it's just, I really appreciated how you brought into a lot of the newer nuances with, you know, you're talking about, you know, how the Botox face doesn't move, how the social media stuff is out there, how this Getting is back happening. out there in the dating yes, world. You and- just kind of tap into so many different f- things that it just feels so fresh and fun. And um, you, we at know- the same time, you're tense because you're, you I'm- know something bad is going to happen. Yes, that was a lot of fun to play with. I did a lot of like, oh, like little dead um, idioms throughout, death idioms. Yes. It's fun. Okay, so your first book, The Perfect Marriage, has been optioned. Do you know what they're going to do with it? Uh, they are developing it into a film. Who who did, who did was Nothing. it? Was it Reese Witherspoon or anyone fun like that? Um, it was, he. it's Picture Perfect Federation, and the um, Patrick Washberger, he's the former co-chair of Lionsgate. And oh. so he's been behind every movie you can think of, possibly. Like, he's somehow involved. So, yes, there's... In development, I can't share anymore because I had a meeting yesterday and I, they said I couldn't sh- reveal okay. anything. So I, it's it's been very hard. Yeah. Oh, but I'm, I'm so excited. You to read... the... Tell us yeah, how it happened. I'm not good at keep... with the film deal. Oh, it was super interesting because I retained like the film rights for my contract, and that book was with a very small publisher. But I try to be as um, you know engageable as I can on social media. And a producer, I didn't realize she was. Um, said that she enjoyed my book and I was like oh thank you so much I'm so happy you enjoyed it and I had just gotten interest from a film company and I randomly told her I was like oh yeah maybe um, you'll see it on the big screen and she was like wait it hasn't been optioned and I was like no I have the rights and I don't know how to sell it and then she was like please don't do anything I'm bringing coverage to my team and then it turned out like they offered on it and it was kind of weird how it just happened via social media. <laughs> okay, that is so fun. What a fun thing for you, Geneva. <laughs> well, I, mean, I would think... Come on. I, this one are, be- they, are they going to option One of Us is Dead? Because you have a lot... You know, one of the things that's really rich about One of Us is Dead is you really have six great female, female characters. characters, each of them very distinctly different, and that would be very appealing Um you know, to bring to like a, a mini series type of situation. Yes, I would love to see it um, as a mini series. Uh, right now, it's my film agent has been pitching it, so like I think like forty companies have it. So okay. I guess so, we will see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see if Reese Witherspoon or Nicole Kidman decide to option this because um, Nicole be <laughs> Nicole could be Shannon. 
Yeah, I could see her or as Karen. I could see her. As, oh, I actually yes. kind of picture, pictured her as Karen when I was writing that character. <laughs> yes, that's true. Because oh, would, would we ever love to see Nicole Kidman in a romance with, I know. Okay, Julia. <laughs> Lori likes, we have to do spoilers. Spoiler alert. A spoiler shush. Okay, if you're okay. just joining us, we're with Geneva Rove. It's her third novel, One of Us is Dead. It's fantastic. It's a great read. It just came out yesterday. Um, We have to ask you, Geneva, what's the last great book that you read? Um, The last one I read, the last really great book I read was an arc from Jessica Payne, um, and it's called Make Me Disappear, and I think it releases in like two weeks, and it's her debut novel, and it was very good, so I read it and loved it. Yes. Make Me Disappear. A really good thriller. Oh, jeez. We've we read love so our many. Thrillers. We read so many damn books around here. It's crazy. But we do love. We a, love a thriller. We, we do love a thriller. Yes, we do. And we're so happy to meet you, Geneva. And is the best way for people to follow you is just uh, on Facebook, Insta, Twitter. Yeah, I'm very active on Instagram and TikTok. So okay, I'm just Geneva Rose author. <laughs> okay, Fun. and it's Geneva with a J, J E N E V A Rose. We love your name, Geneva Rose. It just flows off the Thanks. tongue. Congratulations thank you. to you. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on. Absolutely, we'll we'll, we'll be you'll be hearing for us from us on your next book. We can't wait. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Thank you. We've got two copies of All the right. books to Bye. give away. Thanks, Geneva. Give Grant a buzz at 651-641-1071, and we'll get those out to you. When we come back, it is time to Hollywood speak. We'll be right back. We got a little excited around here yesterday thinking about the Met Gala. Is this Monday? Oh, it is it's, already? It's, well, because it, the... 2021 was delayed till September, September but 2022 right, right, right. is going back to the first Monday in May. And so um, Brittany and I were getting kind of excited about it because that means on Monday night, because that is fun it is to so watch fun. the live stream Absolutely. of that and all of that. But it's um, the theme this year is in America and anthology of fashion. The dress code on the invitations is gilded glamour. And white tie. Oh, my gosh. But Sarah Jessica Parker, yesterday, Grant posted a thing. Because she's been, like, she always understands the assignment for the Met Gala. She does. She always does. And here's what she said about the Met Gala. Well, it would be so easy to find just a beautiful dress to wear that night. Like, that would be, like, a great relief, like, going on vacation. But that is not the assignment. The assignment is the theme. Hear that. She's very right about that. Because so many people wear crazy things. Or they just wear a beautiful dress that has nothing to do with anything. Mm -hmm. Like Rihanna always gets the assignment. Blake Lively, which uh, the last time I think she was there was the celestial thing. She was Cinderella. No, no, that was Zendaya. That was a different one. Blake Lively is a chair with Ryan uh, Reynolds and they haven't been there since Celestial Heavens. And she wore like a it almost looked like something that uh, Anne Boleyn would wear in mm-hmm. the 18th century. And then she had this, like, crown. I mean, she gets the assignment. Tom Ford went on a thing where he doesn't like it when people don't get the assignment. And they take a campy version of it and become a hamburger or a Who, chandelier. Is Taylor Swift on the board? Or no, is it just, she's not. Okay. A, it's... Um, it's a funny group of people, old and, no, older and newer. No, that's like the way it is. Like last year was Billie Eilish. You know, they do a mix, but they're okay. coming close together. But um, 
Yeah, we're just going to basically see, I think, a lot of corsets. Think of your Gilded Age. I, 20s, I feel like. Maybe, maybe. Maybe, and it's very American. And men, I would love to see some guys in white ties. Tux. Oh, I love tuxedos. With a tail. Lovely. I remember my um, junior year prom and my <laughs> boyfriend, the goalie, wore a white tuxedo. With, That's... Yeah. That's a hockey move right there. Isn't that a hockey move? Oh, yeah, with and... some wings for sure. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Sure. And I believe, I believe, I believe his cummerbund matched my pale blue dress. Of course it did. Yeah. <laughs> I love mm-hmm. it. No, I wore a dotted Swiss because I wore that in my aunt's wedding. I had no, we had no money for a prom dress, so I right. wore a dress that I, I reluctantly had to, I was forced to be a bridesmaid, the one and only time in my life. So I think he had a red cummerbund. Okay. Or, yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. Okay, Will Smith travels to India for spiritual purposes, for yoga, meditation. Good idea. Good idea. Stay away. Go. go. But you know what? Nobody's talking about no. him. Everybody's talking about Johnny Depp. Right, even, what a good time for that case to come out for Rich him. Even Rich Little in his show in Vegas. Did he was, bring up yes. Johnny Depp? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm telling you. Well, I'm going to remind you during Vintage Scandal today of all the other times people have sued for libel, libel. or defamation. Okay. It's happened more than we thought. Okay, Lisa Rinna on Instagram was asked about Beverly Hills because that'll be coming back May in 11th. a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. One thing I can tell you, we talk about. Everything, all caps. No one gets special treatment, honey. And it ain't hunky-dory. Oh. I take that to mean that Kathy Hilton and her sister Kyle have I don't a like that Because I don't like that. Well, they, they went eight years without speaking. I know. I just... These, they, they, these, I just don't these like Hilton that in girls general. have done that. I don't like that. Okay. Why? Yeah, I don't like that, but whatever. Dude, that is the whole point of the housewives, okay? I like it when it's Erica Jane making me feel uncomfortable. I don't want it when sister's losing a relationship. Yeah, well, they'll be fine. But uh, speaking of Erica Jane, <laughs> no, they will. They've had so many different things. She she did uh, uh, say uh, she was on two teas in a pod. Oh. which is Tamara and um, Teddy Mellencamp. Mm-hmm. She said, uh, I got into it very heavily with a couple of ladies. I've removed, I'd removed that. I haven't seen it, but I feel regret that I'm I went sure wild. sure she does. She went wild. So she's letting us know ahead of time. She's more badly Her behaved. Her claws came out. They were even bigger and stronger this year. Yeah, Her talons, if you will. Do you know what I mean if I say there's a twit storm today? <laughs> I do. <laughs> What's happening at Twitter? What, yeah. Is it gonna? Is it not? Elon Musk Twitter purchase possibly in trouble because of Tesla's dipping value. He bought it for forty-four billion dollars, 
And um, there seems to be, you know, two theories. One, Musk won't have the time to change Twitter, so people are freaking out over nothing. Two, Twitter is going to come a hellhole full of neo-Nazis and all kinds of stuff like that. But now what's really happening is Tesla has dropped, and Elon was only putting up $20 billion of his own money, and oh. the rest was Tesla stock. Oh, okay. So it's a twit storm. I like I like over that there. Saying, yeah, I do. Huh? I like it a twit storm. I'm a twit storm? storm. It's a twit storm. I like it too. You like it? Okay. Like Kate, it. here's the headline. Kate Hudson is finally putting out an album where she sings. We haven't wanted this <laughs> or asked for it, but I know she can sing. I do she know can. that she can sing. So finally, putting out an album would just be the wrong sentence. It's like Kate. Hudson, who knew she could sing? She's she's releasing her first album. Yeah. Instead she, of finally. Finally. That's it doesn't misleading. make sense. That's right. It I don't know if we've all been asking for this. She sang in Nine, that movie I never saw. Nine, another one. She was in Glee and sang yes, I Know That. Yes, she can sing. We've heard her voice. It's yeah. lovely, but I just never... Finally. Yeah, finally are her words. Yeah, we're this not isn't what that. we've been asking for. Okay, Jerry uh, West uh, spoke with a former LA Times sports editor about the Dream Whisperer, which is a documentary about Jerry West, former Laker teammate. But it came up the HBO show yes, that's on. That everyone Winning loves. Time. Yes. Yes, yes. Okay, so he, you know, West said this. He said, um, uh, I'm very unhappy, and okay. I've expressed it in a letter, uh, the way he's portrayed. He said, uh, you replaced the real Jerry West, a consummate professional with this polar opposite, then portrayed this light of the public as genuine. You hereby violated the law. To mitigate the harm you've caused, we request the issuance of a retraction of Winning Time's false depiction of Jerry West no later than two weeks from the date of this letter. You owe him uh, an apology for your hurtful misrepresentation, plus damages for the harm you've caused his reputation. You've belittled something good, and if he has to, he will take this all the way to the Supreme Court. Wow. Shades of Johnny Depp. No, yeah. Uh, HBO, they said, it is not a documentary. It is not presented as such. Right. It is based on extensive factual research and liable sourcing, and we stand behind our creators and cast. Good for them. Who've brought a dramatization. So we'll see if this Jerry West, he's 83, if he wins that. Well, if that was just a threatening letter. Right, or if he does something. something to make the old man feel better, or if he means it. What do you guys think? Sports speak it for it, Grant. I think it's a bluff. You do? I think it's just enough to get it out there and just kind of hopefully people will wash over it. But I don't think he's going to. He doesn't have time for that. He's old. I know, but does he have the money? Oh, he's got the money. Absolutely. But I don't think he's going to hold up. I don't think he has a case because even though they said that, you know, it's a lot, you know, they've done all their research and it's based on factual events. I just, yeah, I've watched it. And it's not really, I mean, it, it's what I always thought he was. So I don't know. It's what he was portrayed as for is, years. Is that, was he kind of a yeller? Yeah, aggressive, you know, very, very in your face, very uh, motivated. You could put it in a polite mm-hmm. way, very okay. motivated. But 
This is what everybody has always known him as. Well, this letter suggests that there will be further legal action if they don't get a thing in two weeks. So I guess he's got his lawyers on <laughs> right? standby. Yeah, well, that'll be interesting. Oh my gosh. I hope someone brings up Johnny Depp to you, uh, Jerry West. Not that it's the same situation, but sometimes, you know, all of that. Um, okay, Khloe Kardashian, she was on the witness stand with a Black China, and she basically just said... Uh, she stopped filming because she thought Black China would tarnish the family's brand. Well, so, that's that's a very honest statement. Yeah, the, the family brand was willing to be a part of the train wreck until they weren't. I, and I think that's very honest. It's the Kardashian way. I love that, though. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back.